Good morning. It's good to see you guys. I'm tired. I think uh, hanging out with teenagers and preteens all week, it's, uh, you know, there's only so much you can do now. And I realize that uh, I'm not in high school anymore. These guys, you know, they're like, hey, let's go play a game. And I'm like, okay. And then, like, ten minutes later, I'm just like, you know, hearts pounding out of my chest. I'm gasping for air. And uh, these guys are like, I could do this all day. I'm like, ah, I guess, I guess this is the point where you start going, I guess it's all downhill from here. I don't know. Uh, I had a great time uh, with the guys. I missed, uh, uh, you know, missed, missed you guys. I uh, was able, you know, missed my family. They, they were not able to uh, stay the whole time with us. And, uh, but uh, we had a good time. I got to spend time, of course, uh, uh, with the cars. They were there and the cotton gems and minus race. Uh, we had Trudy. Trudy. And then she brought another person. And it was Ashley. And I had to spend all week with Ashley because she was on my sports team. Now she, she was good. Everybody was good. We had a had a good time. Uh, I think uh, I think everybody had a good time. So it was it was uh, it was nice and beneficial. But um, sure is good to be home uh, to sleep on a uh, more than a two inch mattress. That's nice. And uh, to have air conditioning, that is a plus. And then next week, I'm just going to be at it all again. Uh, so we're going to be going to Guyana. For those of you who uh, are unaware of that, um, I'll leave out uh, Thursday uh, early in the morning. And um, I've never been before. I'm going with my father-in-law. Uh, hopefully he doesn't just uh, leave me there. Uh, so, But I hear it's hot, so it's a good thing I went to uh, camp first, and then I'll I'll uh, get to go there, and maybe I won't uh, uh, completely pass out from the heat or anything like that. But uh, it's good to be back home. Good to see you guys. Uh, thankful to be able to uh, preach this morning to you. I'll be preaching uh, today. I'll be with you on Wednesday. Be glad to hear uh, Brother Fred uh, give uh, give his lesson, and uh, then I will be missing you next uh, next Sunday. And I uh, hope that uh, hope that you have a, a great time uh, without me, but not too good of a time. You know what I'm saying? Love you guys. Um, if you will go to Second Timothy chapter three. Uh, funny story. I, you know we're at camp, and everybody is uh, is is doing the a lesson, and all these uh, young men were getting up in the mornings, and they were giving devotionals, and uh, I guess it was uh, Monday. Uh, one of the young guys got up and did a devotional, and I thought, yeah, that's a that's a good passage. I don't think I've preached on that and and uh, solely before, and that was Second uh, Timothy three and verse twelve. And I thought, oh, I'll, I'll preach on that. And I looked at that passage, and I went, well, if I preach on verse twelve, I have to at least back up to verse ten. And if I back up to verse ten, I really need to do ten through the end of the chapter there. But if I back up to verse 10, then I need to at least back up to verse 2. So, we're going to have a two-parter today, guys. <laughs> well, we're going to do verses 1 through 9 this morning, and then we'll finish up uh, the, this chapter in the evening. But I thought it was a good passage 
uh, for us to look at today together. A lot of uh, great things to gather. So let's start in verse 1. It says, But know this, that in the last days, grievous times shall come. Now, I want to point out that the word grievous uh, means to reduce strength. To reduce strength. You know, those times, tough times, you know what I'm talking about. You've been through tough times where uh, your, your strength is reduced, where things are hard, where things are perilous. That's the other word here that we could use. But perilous times, grievous times, times that are hard on you, maybe physically, maybe spiritually, but grievous times are going to come. Now, in this context, we're talking about spiritual things. There are times that, that we're at that point going to come, and I'll tell you right now, brethren, they're already here, where things are going to go a different way than what they need to go. And, and so let's, let's take a look at some of these things. Knowing this, that in the last days, grievous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of self. Now, there's a lot of, lot of one words here. We're going to talk about these individual words here. So let's, let's talk about this. Lovers of selves. They, they love themselves more than anything else. You know, they, they don't... When you love yourself, what happens to everybody else around you? They become secondary, right? Now, is that the way of the world? Absolutely. That is the way of the world. But the way for a Christian is not to be a lover of self, but to love others as yourself. So, yes, everybody is going to love themselves, but a Christian is going to love others in the same way that they love themselves. But not these people. They love themselves. You know, um, I, I, I know I've, I've been accused of this before. And I, I know it's been been joking matter, but I've had people say, well, you know, Matt preaches so long, I think he just likes to hear himself talk. Uh, you know, I, that's not really the case. Matter of fact, I think I've got a really strange sounding voice. Huh? But, uh, you know, I, it, there are people who just love themselves so much that that is true. They just, they will talk and talk and talk because they love to hear themselves talk. And then they will put themselves out there because they love themselves more than anything else in this world. Now, uh, when I think about lovers of selves, I, I think about a lot of types of people, not individuals necessarily, but there are a bunch of different types of people. And one that jumps really to the forefront of my mind is that of professional athletes. There are some professional athletes out there that that they, uh, there's a, a phrase that they use, and they say it's, um, it's not arrogance if you can back it up. No, I'm sorry, it's still arrogance, even if you can back it up. Even if you're the greatest ever, if you go around saying, I'm the greatest ever, guess what? That's called arrogance. A lover of self. So for men shall be lovers of self, Lovers of money. I, I love these words because every every word here uh, that is uh, a love, the love that goes in front of it is a compound word here, and love is phileo, always phileo here. So uh, you know what is that? That's the you know we we think about Philadelphia. It's the city of what brotherly love. Now, yeah, that that's that kind of a love going on. Well, people that are lovers of self here, they love in themselves. And then there are people who are 
lovers of money. Now, you've met those kind of people. Those are not few and far between. There are plenty of those people around. Lovers of money. You know, the word here for money, I was very interested in. It's, um, it's argos, which is translated most of the time as silver. But when I looked into the word, it's more than just silver. It is actually means to shine. So shining things. Lovers of things that shine. You know, that goes way beyond money, right? You know, oh, you, you have people who, who, yeah, they like money, but there's people who like their cars plenty too, right? You know, there are people who, who, who like, you know, all sorts of different trinkets. And, you know, in and of themselves, those things are not necessarily bad. But there are people who love those things more than anything else in this world. So there are going to be people who love themselves. There are going to be people who love money. And what else? Boastful. Now, this is just to translate. These are people who brag. Braggers. You know, boastful. Oh, you know, well, uh, you know, what, what, what do you think I could do? I could do all these different things, right? You know, those kind of guys. People are bragging. Now, I don't know. Um, I hate to ask this question because this is this is really really a strange question. But has anybody in here ever seen Napoleon Dynamite? You ever seen that? I see some people laughing. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I think about the uncle on this one, the braggers. Yeah, he was the high school high school football star, and you know he. And of course, if you now that I've said that, you don't need to watch Napoleon Dynamite because it's really dumb. <laughs> but you know, you'll you'll get to the end of it and you'll go. I just wasted an hour and a half of my life. I have no idea what just happened. But the guy in it, he's he's sitting there and he's talking to one of his uh, relatives and he goes, "What you think I can't throw a football over those mountains? You know, and that's that's the kind of idea that you're getting from these guys. These these braggers, man. You know, back in the day, I could do all this. I could." I could, I, I threw 60 touchdowns in one season. I, I, you know, whatever. They, they, they say whatever. You know, but these are people who are boastful. Braggers. You know, you, you think about those people, and a lot of times, they do live in the past. Haughty. What does it mean to be haughty? Well, this literally means... To raise oneself up and shine. Goes right hand in hand there, right? With with the, the braggers. But raise themselves up and then they shine. The idea is very simple, right? They are still, they're selfish people. And they're going to tell you all of their good qualities. You know, brethren, have you ever been around someone who just talks about their good qualities all the time, you know, and they're they're talking about their good qualities. And you're like, well, modesty is not one of them. Okay, we got that down. They 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 talk about all these things all day long, and that's called being haughty. Those qualities could be true, but we have to make sure that we keep ourselves in check, right? So haughty railers, what is a railer? Well, literally it means to injure with a rumor. 
to injure with a rumor. You know, that that happens a lot. And I'll, I'll be honest, it happens a lot in congregations, right? Well, did you hear about brother or sister so-and-so? Did you hear about what they did? Or did you see what, what this person did? No, that is a railer, guys. It's somebody who, in essence, you know, will pass around gossip. That will spread those rumors. You know, uh, gossip even, you know, gossip could be true. You know, but gossip is the retelling of intimate information. And so we need to be careful of that, brethren. Disobedient. You know what? Disobedient. This is disobedient to parents. Disobedient to parents. Now, the interesting thing about this word is the word disobedient means unpersuadable. You know, uh, I'll go ahead and give this illustration. But uh, being at camp, being a counselor, I had another guy in the cabin with me. Thank the Lord for that. I'm glad that we had had two counselors per cabin and some had more. Uh, we probably needed 50 to hold down our cabin. But uh, we had 11 and 12 year old boys. We had 10 of them. And uh, you know what? They, they were by themselves good boys. But you got them together and it was a nuclear bomb. I mean, it was it was... It was crazy. These boys, they I'm telling you, by themselves, they were good boys. But together, they, they just got riled up. They, they, they had a lot, of, a lot of fun. And it was hard sometimes to get them to do what they needed to do. And you could talk to them, and you could try to tell them different things. And, and at one point in time, I stopped those boys, and I said, Excuse me, I don't want to point this out. Um... You know what? I have a one-year-old, a three-year-old, a five-year-old, and a seven-year-old. And I said, my one-year-old, she doesn't quite get everything yet. But you know what? I can tell my three-year-old and my five-year-old and my seven-year-old to do something. And you know what? They'll do it. And I said, do you know why that is? And they, they had different answers. And I said... Well, it's because they are going to do what their parent says. They know that there are repercussions after that. And many times those, those things are going to be something like a spanking. They might get something taken away. But that's what happens. I said, now I can't spank you guys. But I will have you unclogging toilets in no time. They, they straightened up a little bit. But you know what? There, there, are, there are people out there that are unpersuaded by even their own parents, right? Have you met those children? I've met those children. You know, the, the, the parent will say, Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Stop it. you got to quit doing that. Don't make me count the three. And then they, 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 do, they go through their whole list of things and to no avail. 
unpersuadable by parents. Unthankful. Unthankful. There are some unthankful people out there, right? Yeah. Unholy. Unholy. You know, another word for this is wicked, but unholy gets it right. You know, unholy. Without natural affection. You look at this, without natural affection, what does that mean? You know, it's, it's kind of like a mother. And you think about mothers, and, and there is a motherly instinct, right? Now, I, I will say, most women really get that down. You know, child gets hurt, mom goes running. You know, dad's usually standing there like, come on, just brush it off, you're good. Mom, mom's running to it, she's figuring everything out, and then, then of course, dad gets the, the scowl because he didn't do anything, you know. It's cause of a motherly instinct. Now, there are some people who don't have that. You know, they, they, they actually, and I don't know what it is, but they actually, for some reason, act more like a father would in that situation. I don't know what that is. But that is actually the thing that we're talking about here is natural affection. The mother has natural affection. And some are without. And that's what we're talking about. Without natural affection. You know, and to, to some degree, everybody has a level of affection within them. You know, there, there's, there's somebody that, you know, everybody has that, that sense of natural affection. And then some people, they get rid of it. For whatever reason, they get rid of it. So these are people without natural affection. Implacable. This literally means truce breakers. Truce breakers. You know, uh, what, what does that mean? You know... Uh, you know, have, have you ever, ever, you know, seen kids and they're, they're picking on each other or whatever, and then one of them yells truce? What does that mean? Let's stop. You know, if 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 you stop, I'll stop. We'll we'll stop, okay? But truce breakers is someone who says, hey, you you may have said stop, but not me. I'm going to keep going. Truce breakers, people who turn on others' backs. Slanderers. Uh, this is an interesting word. It, diabolos. Diablo, if you will. Uh, the Spanish word there. So what is this? It means accuser. This is a, a word here really for Satan. Satan is a slanderer or an accuser. That's what Satan means. So what, there's all these different characteristics here that, that are negative and negative. And these are even mentioned here in association with with the devil. Without self-control. People without self-control, brethren. There are a lot of people out there like that, right? Maybe even some of us have been at that point in our lives where we have no self-control. You know, there there are a lot of things that, that people do that they enjoy. And it's hard to have self-control in those areas when you really enjoy something. But we have to exhibit self-control. Fierce. That's word really is savage. Isn't that interesting? You know, this type of person that's coming about has all these negative characteristics. And one of those is fierce, but... I think I like savage a little bit more. What, what does that mean? They're just, they're just violent. They are, they are violent. 
beyond violent. They're savage. No lovers of good. Now that's a big one, brethren, because that is what we see a lot today. No lovers of good. You know, this is literally, you know, they, that, that they put the word uh, for, for love and good together, made a compound, and then you put the, the basically our letter A in front of it and negated it. They, they don't love good. No lovers of good. Traitors. Traitors. Now, this was an interesting word, and as I was looking it up and trying to figure out its etymology, one of the things that, that I saw that you know, really came helped me out with this conclusion is that it was to give before others. And now, the way it, it really goes about is you give before the other party has given, is what it, what it means. So what, is, what does that mean? You know, without being persuaded, without doing anything, a person freely gives information to the enemy. That's a traitor. You know, someone who, who freely gives that to somebody else before they even ask for it. Headstrong. The word for headstrong literally means to fall forward. Fall forward. You know, headstrong. Puffed up. Brethren, going along with these thoughts of arrogance, people are people are puffed up. These kind of people that we're talking about there, they're puffed up. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And to be quite frank, this lovers of pleasure means sensual desires. They love sensual, sexual things more than they love God. Now this is where it starts getting, getting good, brethren. Look at this, verse 5. Holding a form of godliness, but having denied the power thereof from these, also turn away. So, you know, what? we're talking about actual people, and what is it? they hold a form of godliness. They look like they're good people, but they're not. I'm going to tell you, tell you a story. It's going to take a few minutes, but very important. I remember that uh, while I was at school, there was a, a man there, and uh, he, was, he was covered in tattoos, and he looked... Uh, rather, rather mean, if you want to get down to it. And he was at preaching school, so of course, you know, we all give him the benefit of the doubt. And then it comes to find out that he starts acting a little bit differently than the rest of us. Uh, namely, what does he do? He tells people he used to be a hitman for the mafia. And that he has killed 21 people. Kid you not, I'm not making this up. You can't make stuff like this up. So he says that, and I heard him say it, and I was like, man, this is ridiculous. Because one of two things is going on here, right? He's either an unrepented killer, which means he needs to be behind bars, or he's an unrepented liar. One of the two, I was banking on liar. 
And I just, I, after hearing this so many times, I finally just said, think you could kill me right now? Why don't you go ahead and show us how it's done? Hitman for the mafia, you can take, be no problem taking me out. Let's do it. Let's see it. You know? What? Oh, no, I'm not like that anymore. Why are you bragging about it? You know, then all these other problems started coming out with this man. Things started, you know, coming to the surface. And brethren, he goes on to work with congregations, purchases insurance, and then burns down the church. Now, when you look at this and you hear him talk, he has a form of godliness. He has taken a lot of people and he has confused them and he has, you know, distorted truth. But brethren, he is an evil man. Sure, he has a form of godliness, right? He can trick people into thinking that he's very spiritual. But there are more problems than just that. Holding a form of godliness, but having denied the power, therefore, from these also turn away. This means avoid. You avoid people like this. You avoid people who do these things. For these, verse 6, for these are they that creep into houses. They, they sneak into houses and they take captive. That is literally a prisoner of war. They take captive silly women. Now, I don't want anybody get get upset about this idea of silly women. What does silly women mean? It literally means little women. Now, I have no idea what the book's about, so maybe it goes right along the lines with this. But little women, it, it means they're not full grown. They're not matured. You know, we're not talking about it in a physical sense. We're talking about in a mature, a spiritual sense, uh, a mental sense of this word. They're, they're not full grown. They don't have a lot of good understanding. They are silly women. They are little women. Laden with sins. They are, this word laden means heaped up. They're heaped up with sins. Heaped up with sins. Led away by diverse lusts. Now diverse means, means various. And of course lust is in this sense. It's lasciviousness. It is a, a sinful desire. Now these, these people, these teachers that come in, look at this. They are ever learning, ever learning, and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So they, they study, they look at the scriptures, but they never come to a full understanding of the truth. You know why? Because if they did, they would, they would drop all these things. They would get rid of it. They would, they would not fall into these different categories. But they would follow the word of God. Verse 8. And even as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also withstand the truth. Men corrupted in mind reprobate concerning the faith. 
You know, who, who is this Janus and Jambres? Who are we talking about? Well, you know, historically speaking, this is talking about those those sorcerers uh, that were before um, uh, before Moses, uh, the magicians who faced Moses, and so they they withstood Moses, right? These two men, they 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 knew what Moses was doing, and yet what? They they tried to replicate it, right? They tried to replicate it. And so Janus and Jambres withstood Moses. So do these, these, these men, so do these also withstand the truth. You know, when it comes down to it, they don't like the truth. And they're going to avoid the truth. They're gonna they're gonna withstand it. They don't want it. They're gonna they're gonna turn it away. They are men corrupted in mind. The word corrupted means to literally to spoil entirely. There's no good left in them. Their minds are spoiled. And what does a mind mean? You know, it's the intellect. That's what this this word is. It means intellect. So so their minds, their thoughts, their thoughts are spoiled. There's no good left in their minds. They are reprobate concerning the faith. They and this this means they, they reject the faith. These kind of men, they reject the faith. But they shall proceed no further. For their folly shall be evident unto all men as theirs also came to be. So these men, they, they're not going to proceed any farther. Yeah, proceed means to increase. They're not going to increase anymore. They're not going to have any more followers. And why is that? Why is that? Well, because their folly shall be evident unto all men. Now, when you think about this word, uh, actually, this is one of my favorite words in, in this whole whole passage. One, because actually this was not in my vocabulary. I had no idea what it was. Looked it up. And do you know what the word is for folly? You're going to love this as much as I do, I think. The word for folly is annoya. Annoya. Does that sound like anything to it? To annoy? Their folly is going to be evident unto all. You know, that, that what they're doing can be seen of others... And other people are going to see it to be wrong. It's going to be false. They understand that. Now, you think about that today, and there are people that you go, Oh, well, what about these false teachers out here? You think about different false teachers. Well, uh, let, me just, let me just name off a couple to, for illustration purposes, okay? Somebody go, Well, look at Joel Osteen. You know, he gets a, a big group of people together, and people really like to hear him preach. And, uh, well, I'll t- uh, let me back that up. He doesn't preach. He, he's a motivational speaker. That's what he says. Uh, you know, the Bible verses, they pop up at the bottom of the screen. He doesn't put those there. But, you know, what about him? Well, you know, uh, someday that's going to be evident unto all men what he's doing. Just like before him, uh, does anybody remember Jimmy Swaggart? Remember Jimmy Swaggart? Man, that was a big name. Does anybody remember what happened to Jimmy Swaggart? Well, Jimmy Swaggart got arrested. Do you remember what he was arrested for? 
he was arrested for picking up prostitutes. Now, these people, these men that we're talking about, they hold to a form of godliness. They look good. But there is something badly wrong with them. And it will become evident. Their folly will become evident unto all men. And it says, as, as theirs also came to me. This is, this is talking about Janice and Jambri still. You know, I, now their, their folly was, was made evident unto all men. Because, hey, look, they, they really couldn't do these things. They were just magicians. They, they couldn't actually do the miracles. But they had things that they could do to make it look like they were doing these miracles. And yet in the end, what happened? God reigned supreme. And so just as these, these men, Janice and Jambres, just as they were found out, so these men will also be found out. And it's only a matter of time. Brethren, there are people in this world that for whatever reason, selfish reasons, more than likely, they want to bring people unto themselves and in essence really want to keep us from the truth so that we will follow them. But we need to follow that which is good. We need to cling to that which is good. And as soon as somebody gets up, whether it be me or anybody else, and they preach something outside of the Word of God, it needs to be corrected. It needs to be corrected. And if the person will, will repent, that, that needs to happen too. We don't need to follow people for them just being people. We don't need to look to preachers and teachers and think, Oh, you know, hey, uh, uh, I really like brother so-and-so. You know, and, and I'm, I'm going to always like brother so-and-so, no matter, no matter what. You know, it, it, you know I, I'll, let me back up here, guys. I, I like certain preachers. I do. You know, I like some preachers from the past. I like, I like to listen to, uh, 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 to Guy in Woods a lot. Anything Guy in Woods I can get my hands on, I'm going to keep. You know, I like to listen to Gus Nichols. Uh, man, you know, uh, uh, V.P. Black, you may, you may not remember him. He, he was in Alabama, but V.P. Black. Those guys, man, those guys are some great preachers. I love hearing those guys preach. But you know what? If any of them ever had fallen away from the truth, that's when I would cease to support that individual. And we need to do the same thing, brethren. Maybe there's someone here this morning that uh, is in need to respond to the invitation. Maybe you need to make things right with the Lord. We'd be glad for you to do that this morning. Uh, maybe it is that uh, you have not yet become a Christian. We'd love to help you out with that. If there's anybody that needs to respond to the invitation, please come as we stand as we sit.